Hi everyone and welcome back to Blame It on Marketing with Emma and Ruta. Um, we are freshly back from the B2B Marketing Expo, or so to say we, Ruta is freshly back from the B2B Marketing Expo. <laughs> you don't feel fresh. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's tired. I'm tired too. We're all tired. It's also the time of year, right? Um, so what we thought we would do today is do a bit of an episode where you, where you just get the two of us. And we're going to kind of go through the marketing confessions that people shared with us. So for anyone who didn't see or hasn't been, didn't go to the marketing expo, B2B marketing expo, we had this big chalkboard wall where we kind of like asked everybody to share their marketing confessions. Um, and in exchange for those who were willing to publicly share them with us, um, they can win themselves some goodies. So we're going to go through them today. We're also going to talk about our marketing blunders because Ruta and I have had quite a few throughout the years I'm sure no doubt we've done some things that we wish we hadn't um or with the spirit of you know just like having a bit of a laugh and also being able to look back and go do you know what shit stuff happens but we move on we live so Ruta go on you can hit you're gonna go first you tell us tell us first your first well tell us one of your like most embarrassing marketing moments that's hard I've had so many embarrassment doesn't even work anymore (laughs) no um I think the one consistent thing that always happens regardless of how careful I'm being regardless of how much attention I'm paying is I'm just a sucker for a spelling mistake that's just my personality and it's it's happened through like throughout my entire career up until the event and including the event um where I spelt marketing without a k confessions without a double s and i'm sure there were other things and um a a lovely um person decided to come up to me um and uh not so lovely tell me about all the spelling mistakes i made and i was like thank you that's uh, very kind of you um so then i put a little like um i don't know what they're called in english like little um checks in with like (laughs) extra letters i'll pop up a few pictures of of what that looked like but because it wasn't the word confessions it was almost like a meta level you know mistake like we're confessing about our marketing mistakes but there's a mistake in the confession so i'm gonna say it this if it's never gonna work it's gonna be this um i'm trying to think of really like other ones but you know it's the normal stuff like spelling mistakes sent emails to the wrong people um what else um wrong links to things um a lot of people had ppc budget stuff i've never had one of those but i'd be mortified like where you just set your budget something crazy but yeah it's a little bit boring but uh, i'm gonna stick to just my life of spelling mistakes um as my biggest marketing confession (laughs) the spelling mistakes thing is a really interesting one because i who's someone who studied english literature I don't find that a problem that people spell things incorrectly because I think the beauty of language is that you sort of say and you do things however the hell you want, right? That's how language develops. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had loads of words created, thanks Shakespeare, if we didn't just play around with that. So I don't care that you spell things wrong, Ruta. I like it. I find it very endearing. I'm sh- I'm sure all the copywriters listening are like, shut up, you two. <laughs> I'm just not detail oriented that way. Like, I just don't see it. I can proofread stuff and I still won't see it. I'll have to have someone else do it. It's just, I don't know. There's something wrong with me when it comes to spelling mistakes. <laughs> what about you, Emma? 
I was trying to think before we came on the episode of something that I've done, like if I've ever done anything that's been really, really bad. And I was like, I don't think I've done anything really bad, but I have definitely done, I've said a lot of naughty things that I shouldn't have said, which has got me sometimes into hot water. Some of these things that I can't say on air because they're rude. And then I've been called out for them later. I never, never with any malice, but like I've accidentally said something in the wrong moment and then got in a lot of trouble afterwards. And, and also I've done the usual, like you just said, spelling, typos, like emails to wrong people. And then, you know, you get 50,000 emails back from everybody going, did you know that this has got the wrong thing on it? And you're like, yes, of course I do. (laughs) Go away. Um, There's been a lot of that. But the one thing that I have done, I used to do, which was really naughty. (laughs) So back in the day I had this job and it was a big job. So I did all the marketing for the job and then I did the job. So I was like a membership person. So you don't have to, if you want to look at my LinkedIn, you can see where it was if you want to be that sneaky. Um, And I had this really awful manager who um, we were trying to pull together some marketing collateral for the membership stuff so that we could actually, you know, market it and get new members in and all that kind of stuff. And I was in the, doing this sort of like membership brochure type thingy. Um, and we got to about, I don't know, about 70 iterations of the thing and it had gone into graphic design and, and, and she literally just kept like, so we get to a point where I was like, so you're happy with this. You're happy with the copy. Da, 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 da. The only thing we're looking for now are, are spelling mistakes or like real graphic design flaws. No, she'd like do a rewrite on the thing every single time it went back to her. And I was like, this is, I'm just, so, um, what I decided to do was I kind of went quiet on the project. I was like, I'm just going to go quiet. I'm going to stop talking about it. And I'm just going to use it on the slide because I've had enough. Like I've just, <laughs> just, just had enough. I'm going to just start using it. And if she finds out, then I'll get in trouble. Um, but actually she never found out. And um, do you know, it made my life a lot easier. <laughs> I'm not condoning doing that. There's certain things people spend loads of time on, but they actually like intrinsically don't actually care about them, but they care about them in a sense that they want to edit them for some reason, but it's not because they care that you're going to be used. It's like a weird thing, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, it's like you just like, actually the thing that you think is wrong with the piece of content is not really there. Like you're just basically at that point in my head, I'm like, you're polishing a turd. It's either not good enough and we shouldn't use it or it's fine so we should just use it so yeah I did you know like it's you're not editing because you care about a bit of content you're editing because like you want to keep going back with more edits or you want to like keep trying to find mistakes in it because other people have written it like because she clearly didn't care that you were using it because she didn't even ask you did you finish the thing no she didn't check on it I think it was one of those things where it was like because I was in that hybrid role where it was kind of a marketing and a sales role really like I had to have some stuff. So I totally, this is, this goes back to, you know, like, you know, when salespeople are really naughty and they make stuff and you're like, oh my God, what is that you've made? But sometimes I totally get it. Cause it's like, you haven't got stuff and you're struggling to get it out of marketing. And you're like, I'm just going to go a bit rogue here. I'm not condoning it, but, but it was an extreme circle. It was extreme circumstances, but I did purposefully just go quiet on it and was like, I'm just going to use it deal with the consequence and I've I've been a firm believer in the asking for forgiveness not permission uh mantra ever since so absolutely mm-hmm. in in most of our jobs I think we don't do anything so serious that that would actually 
be a bad thing, you know. Oh, Shall we read mm. out some of the confessions that got left on the marketing confessions space on blameitonmarketing.com? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's lovely. By the way, if you haven't joined blameitonmarketing.com, please do. Um, if you're new, I know a bunch of people are new now from them and, and have heard of us for the first time. We've got a little community there. So you can see all the episodes. You can chat to people that also watch us. You can chat to the speakers us obviously and then we've got a few areas like confessions and ask us anything where you can have a little moan have a little conversation and then hopefully get on with your day and feel better Mm. let it out it's always better out than in as they say um so should we start i'm going to start from the bottom router and shall i read it out so this is from alex um And Alex says, honestly, what the fuck is social media marketing? It seems like no one has a clue. And it's a torrent of dancing memes, madness and gurus. And I think I can make everything go viral. And I don't think I can make everything go viral. Well, I mean, you're not wrong, Alex. Like, we can't make everything go viral. Um, I mean, it definitely is a wash with um, some interesting types and random content. But sometimes that stuff works. And I think that's the thing that makes it difficult, right? It's, but mm-hmm. you, Bruta, you met Alex in real life. Mm-hmm. Is that right? He was very kind to come hang out with me on the first day when I was all by myself. So, I thought, oh my God, no one's going to come and say anything and it's going to be a disaster. Um, so I came and hung out and we're just talking about how, for the most part, in B2B, you can't even produce the kind of content that you need. Mm. because no one's going to sign off on it let alone actually do good social media marketing right i've noticed that a lot it's like people want people want the social media like they want to be like the lavenders or the chili pipers of the world or the hubspots where they or semrush where they're like investing in all this great social media marketing and the reality is most people won't do it they won't have a dedicated resource they won't give that person any budget it's like all the specialisms of marketing, right? It's like in an ideal world, I'm not saying we would all have different budgets and stuff like that, but it would be kind of nice if we could, we'd actually be able to do so much more if we could actually have the resource we need to do social media properly. Also, you can't be like the company account shouting from the rooftops and no one else gets involved. Like, no, that's never going to work. Thank Thanks, you, Alex, Alex. for sharing. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, everyone. I'm cold, I'm crying, I'm coughing, like just... It's going to She's be a mess. Being very dramatic today. <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen after a hundred people in two days, and you've not seen a hundred people for the last five years? Oh, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> You're going to get sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew says, "What is the deal with marketing directors wanting to post on social media from company accounts on seasonal days or supporting causes when you have nothing to say except for Happy Thanksgiving?" Or changing something to a pride logo and then nothing else. Nobody cares and doesn't show you really support any of these functions. Mm-hmm. Hi, marketing gang. We want to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Dealfront. Did you know Dealfront are the creators of a lead gen game changer, Lead Feeder? We're so over sales blaming marketing for not delivering high quality leads with actual intent. Well, those days are behind us with Lead Feeder. You'll have the power to identify companies visiting your website, track their behavior in real time and seamlessly integrate it all within your CRM. 
So why would you choose Leadfeeder? It has the ability to provide detailed insights into visitor behavior, helps your sales team prioritize efforts and close deals faster with customizable notifications and lead scoring. And guess what? It's GDPR compliant too. Leadfeeder is here helping sales and marketing become efficient revenue generating teams. Want real sales and marketing alignment? Head over to leadfeeder.com. That's L-E-A-D-F-E-E-D-E-R.com. I mean, we've done a whole episode on virtue signaling, Andrew. So we know we're there. We we totally feel the same way. It's um, it's like you're using it as a way of showcasing. We're well, not even really. I was like, are you trying to do it for employer branding? You're not even really doing that, are you? At that point, you're just. I don't know. Everyone knows it's Christmas. Like the employees don't need to see you supporting Christmas or St Patrick's Day, <laughs> which I think is the funniest example. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, just, just. I mean, you know, we know, you know how we feel about it. We're like, don't do it unless you actually care and you actually have stuff to say that's valid. Um, otherwise, nobody cares. Okay, the next next one from Chloe. Um, and I'm guessing this is quoting sales. Just send an email and make a video. It takes like, what, two weeks? I mean, it's classics. I mean, I'm surprised it doesn't say two days because usually that's the sales mentality, right? Like, Come on, you just you just make something like you haven't got a million other things going on. Um, so we feel your pain, Chloe. I think it's definitely you. I mean, we've all been there. Just keep talking to those salespeople. Keep talking to them. Keep trying to help them understand. It's not their fault. They don't understand. Yeah, there was a lot of sales ones. Like we've got obviously we're reading from blamemarketing.com, but there was like two walls worth of stuff. And there was a bunch of sales ones on there. I'll see if I can find any images and I'll pop some up. Um, they were quite funny. Um, so we just did Chloe. So Naz says, set a budget to £2,000 per day on PPC instead of lifetime. Oops, realised a week later. Oh, that's a lot of money. I believe that yeah. um, Naz spoke to Liam, who was there who is our sort of like the guy who, when we do a podcast, takes all the funny bits and turns it into some really funny clips for us, who's very good. And he was there with Ruta. And I think he was saying that he spent like 14 grand before he turned it off. Yep. 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 Oh, Naz. Oh, Naz. I assume we didn't have money for anything else for a good few months after that. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's, um, you know what? I think I'm going to go conspiracy theory on you all. And I think that Google and LinkedIn make it easy to make those mistakes because mm. I have a massive gripe with both. The the fact that they over a certain price don't allow you to don't invoice and it has to be attached to a card. These mistakes are really easy to make. I think it's really poor actually. It's a poor show that it's not like an invoiceable thing that you can then keep track of, like it's just not the way we do business, okay, guys? Not everybody wants to whack it on a company card because, you know, mistakes happen. Um, okay, well, next up is Taja. So thanks, Taja. Um, and this is, this again, this is another sales one. It's silly sales get bonuses when 80% of the time marketers warmed up the lead until they were ready to buy. We know. We feel your pain. And it's also interesting because we've done quite a few episodes on this to say that, like, also sal- marketing salaries don't, line up with the fact that that is part of the job but I hopefully there'll be a shift in that we'd like I would like to see a shift in that 
we want to do an episode around CROs and I feel like we could tie in that conversation a bit more. So I feel like if you get more marketing CROs, times times will be changing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I spoke to Sasha about this. She was like, yeah, just, you know, especially when like you're giving sales demos, right? It's like, why are you getting 80% commission on a demo? <laughs> you know, I get that, you know, you need uh, incentive and all of those things, but it's it's a lot. And um, most marketing teams don't even get bonus, let alone co- any kind of commission. So, so yeah, I am with you on that one. Um, so Ailey says, I once messed up a catalog mailing list, which was about 30,000 addresses and had to spend double the postage and send them all back out once they started arriving back at the office undelivered. I think I spoke to her about this and she had basically messed up like, you know, the merge columns. Yeah. So the addresses just came out and weird. Oh, um no. Wow, that's a lot of post. 30,000 catalogs coming back to the office. Oh, you can't even hide that. Like, everyone's going to see. <laughs> You'd be like, there's obviously a problem with Royal Mail. <laughs> oh, well, that is painful. I really feel for you. Um, that's all the ones that we've got on the board that are publicly shared. There are a couple that that people obviously haven't put their names to that I thought were really funny that I think we should talk about. One of the ones that someone wrote was about um, te- accidentally texting a client um, when they meant to be texting their husband about the um, pee on the toilet seat. And I thought that was just, in, you know, at the start of the thing, I said, there's a lot of things that I've said out loud that I shouldn't have said that I've been in trouble. It's that level of stuff that have got got me in trouble and I really appreciate it so one of my um favorite ones which was so simple it was just like PPC feels like a scam I think I'm not sure if that was them being told that but also I can kind of relate if it was them thinking it I've been talking to a few other marketers about this recently who were in the throes of doing their budgets and people were just like it's so hard because especially when it's google ads and you've got this really specific target market to really to really get those people through PPC. But but your senior leadership has kind of got an obsession with it. And so it's just it's it feels really hard. I think it feels really hard for people to just not just justify the spend, but then also try to, to, to explain to people that we can't always. This is not necessarily the only yeah. avenue. <laughs> Also, people always think like, oh, we'll just spend more on PPC and we'll get more. And it's like, no, the volume of people searching for that isn't changing necessarily. No, year we can't. To year, month to month. Yeah. You can't just spend more to get more. You have to then do like proper demand gen, not demand capture, basically, to get more yeah. people into the funnel. Um, but because it seems like such an easy thing to scale, you're like, oh, yeah, we'll just chuck more on PPC. And it's like, no, your returns are just going to get shit now mm-hmm. if you've, you know, saturated the market. Because because Google will spend your budget. You know, yeah. they won't be like, oh, there's no one searching. Don't worry about it. No, no, they'll spend your budget. They'll still spend it. <laughs> They're not bothered. Honestly, yeah, I sort of totally, totally relate to that one. Was there anything else that stood out? I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that I saw in there. That were, it was quite a lot of sales ones. Yeah, there was a lot of sales ones, like sales things they own marketing. There was one which was, I think, everyone's worst nightmare, which they, the person was bitching about their client, but accidentally sent it to their client. I've done that about my boss once, but they never found out because I uh, quickly could fix the situation. Um, but that did you recall the fine. email? Uh, uh, no, it was on like a Slack 
thing. So I deleted the Slack really quickly because I was meant to be post, like sending it to one of my other colleagues, but I was obviously thinking about that person. And then, oh, you, you know, you know, that happens like thinking about them and you send I mean, it to them. I, I know that happened. I mean, I've never done it in a work context. Yeah, I, that's awful. The, the one that I like, I did like the one that somewhere someone had accidentally put a um, a link to going to the zoo in their webinar. Oh, yes. I, I enjoyed that because I thought to myself, how cute, like you just go to click on it and you're like, oh, to the zoo. I thought that was very sweet. I think we should do that more. Just fun, unexpected links that, you know, are delightful. Why not? I think we're supposed to pick a winner, right? We are. Because we want to um, some podcasting here. You're gonna, you're gonna, I mean, yeah, I'll bring them up again. We'll have a look. I mean, someone did comment about throwing a shoe, but I'm not sure what that has in relation to marketing. So we have left yours out, I'm afraid, Charlotte. I think that's a quote from something, isn't it? But anyway. I think so, but no idea. I kind of have my favourite, purely because I feel the pain of the person, because I, like, I see how easy it is. And that is the, and that is, is it Naz? Naz is uh, PPC lifetime. I was looking at that one too. Let's, How let's did you not get Naz. fired? I, yeah, I hope you're okay. Your trauma now lives publicly on this podcast and on our community. And you can now get have yourself some goodies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so congratulations. We'll message you in blameitonmarketing.com um and i'll try and track you down on linkedin as well just in case you don't see that um but yeah it was it was so much fun if anyone has any other events they want to recommend us to go to or try to get into and sneak our way in um that'd be really great um because it was really fun and we owe emma a big old event out uh when she's feeling better yeah please um also, it goes without saying, on top of the fact that we want to go to events, um, it won't surprise you that in order to do this podcast and in order to uh, do things like go to the expo and put up a little stand, that that costs us money. Um, and we currently don't get paid or have any sponsorship for this podcast. So we're going to make a, it's like a Christmas charity pledge, isn't it? It's like if anybody wants to sponsor these two broke girls to do this podcast. <laughs> um, we're open to suggestions. Or if you want to chuck us freebies to go to events and things like that, if you're listening and you're an event provider, we will also be very happy to oblige. Um, so basically, if you want to send us anything free or you want to sponsor us, then um, our door is always open. <laughs> Give us your money. Absolutely. We'll leave our emails down below. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug <laughs> we want to keep doing it and we want to make sure that the community stays free and i think that's really important for both of us because i think the thing that you get out of doing the marketing confessions is that you can see there's a whole world of pain that marketers live in and uh if we can bring any <laughs> slight joy and happiness relief to other marketers then we want to keep doing that and we don't want to charge people to do that either so um so we do we need basically we want your money so give us your money. Thanks. I was just to say, can you tell that I ever worked in fundraising? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely yeah, not yeah. that. I was definitely more discreet than just give us your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and also this episode is going out on the Blame It Marketing one year anniversary. So yay, we made it. It's been a year. How crazy is that, right? A whole year of us. 
And there's been some stuff, like, it's not been easy. I think that's one thing that is important to recognise before we wrap this up, is that throughout this year, there's been things, things have, you know, things have gone down, some shit's gone down for both of us, um, you know, personally and professionally. And we were both very committed to this podcast. And we were like, we're going to do this, come hell or high water. And we have carried on and we've done it. So um, I'm very proud of us. Um, and it's it's a joy. It's a joy to do. So thanks for everyone who's been on as well. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and like every time we get, you know, views and listens, like it's so exciting. It's like, it's never like, oh yeah, duh, they're going to listen. It's like every week I post a new episode. I'm like, oh, this week could be the week where nobody listens, but you yeah. do, which is incredible. We so keep yeah, coming thank back. You. Thank you everyone for watching this episode. Naz, let us know your details where we can send you your lovely prizes. And thank you for sharing. And thank you to everyone that came to the event and shared with us. Um, we've got a bunch more. So if you want to have a look at them, go on social. They're all over the place. Um, so yeah, thank you. And we'll see you next week.